Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Game of Thrones with Jay, Jack, and Nick. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. Khaleesi started the fire. It's been always burning since the world's been turning. Nice. There went a little Billy Joel action there. There you go. Well, Billy Joel was in San Diego. He was. He was. Everybody I know on Facebook that's from <laughs> San Diego was at the, even people I don't know, were at the concert. So He puts on a great show. I saw, uh, Colleen and I saw him in Raleigh, and uh, we're going to see him in Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, you know, missing your I birthday, probably. Well, that makes sense. If I would have known he was there, I would have uh, offered to drive him because I know that he has issues driving. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about another fantastic episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, the end of this episode was just like, yeah! Meow! Yeah! Meow! I, I was, you, think I was... they, you think they learn, though. Shouldn't word get out that, you know, you got fire around here. Don't mess with her with the fire. If, if this happens again to somebody, I, I'm just going to say you deserve it. The Dothraki are a proud race. They don't care, you know. Oh, long, they seem to care. They seem it, to care when the when the it's the, when it was going down. Where do you think the adage "long hair don't care" came from? It came from the Dothraki. Is that what it came from? Yeah, right. they don't care. They didn't even care about that guy. The guy's head Christian. He's like, yeah, <laughs> screw him. That was it a good happened. guy, but screw him. He's dead. It now. happens. We can't. We, it, we can't make it look like he was stabbed. <laughs> so let's crush his head in. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it it, it feels like uh, if this is truly the penultimate season, and uh, I think we've talked about before, maybe where uh, they might split up the last season into two separate seasons, kind of a Breaking Bad kind of deal. Is that what the rumor is, Nick? That's that's what the rumor is. That they said that they had uh, thirteen episodes. At least that's the way I envisioned it. They were going to split it to seven and six. And it's like, ugh, just give us all 13 in one season. So, so, so next season's the end? Well, they might no, split no, no, it to two next. years or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're going to spread it out over two years. Maybe. 
Um, all right, all right. If they do that, I'm not watching. <laughs> but with that in mind, uh, the pacing of this season, uh, it's it seems to be some of the best pacing we've seen in any season because it just it feels like the story is moving forward at a faster pace than we've ever seen it before on the show. I agree. Yeah, like they're not really giving us any hints or anything or dragging anything out other than like Brand's visions. Uh, they're just kind of like, oh, here it is, boom, and then the next thing will be boom. It's just. No, no segues. Let's just do it. it, You know, sometimes it takes, you know, seven years for a Stark reunion, but this, it was only like the fourth (laughs) episode in. You got Stark like right at the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. So how did they they recognize each other? They look the same. No, they don't. Sansa's like a giant compared to. Well, uh, well, Sansa's like, she's changed. I mean, she's changed. But she's still the same face. I don't know. She looked completely. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't recognize her. I mean, John Snow, he's even wearing his. He's wearing his man bun thing there, so you're just jealous. And he was clean shaven, and yeah, clean shaven. You're right. You're right. I'm no longer Lord Commander, <laughs> so stop giving me the notes. Stop bugging me. He's a little moody. Is he from Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He bugs me. Um, you know, it's actually in. Uh, this has kind of come around since the last time we did the podcast. But have you noticed that uh, they're pretty free willing with uh, the Jon Snow is alive information right now, like the the cast and everything like that? Because uh, the most recent uh, Entertainment Weekly, or was it last week's Entertainment Weekly, uh, on the front cover, uh, Kit Harrington, it says Jon Snow is alive on the cover, front cover. Mm-hmm. It does on the cover, yes. So only well, like had, one week after they said, I was like, man, I would be really pissed if I was only a week behind. Yeah, or like if it was someone like me who only wants to read the books, and then all of a sudden you see that cover, you're like, well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. it uh, yeah, did they take? Did they take any? Because uh, I got the. I have the issue. Hmm. But luckily, I watched the show. You know what they should have done is they should have like just made a cover that said "spoiler alert" and then you open that cover and then it gives you the Kit Harrington cover. That to me would have been better. Put like the old Playboy. Put it in a brown paper cover. (laughs) Just say just like hashtag spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, and then that way you just avoid it. But if it's on the front cover, if it's on a newsstand, that's that's pretty cold. Like that's kind of messed up a little bit. I, I I would be I'd be ticked. Um, has anybody like in conversations with people? I don't know anybody besides you guys, so I, I haven't heard any people anybody upset. But has anybody you know heard any backlash from this at all? No, I have not. Which is I, that's surprising. I, I, I would I would think it maybe uh, cause a big uproar. But even uh, did you guys see Kit, Kit Harrington's interview on the Tonight Show? He kind of talked about how he was trying I to keep not. it quiet. Got out of a, got out of a ticket. Yep, he got out of a ticket. Uh, which I, I don't know I'm if that's a true story or not, but. I'm waiting for Kit. To, I'm waiting for Kit to call me back. We're trying to get him on this the podcast. Oh yeah, nice. Oh, hasn't, nice. hasn't returned my call. If I'm the the worst producer ever, you're the worst talent acquisition manager. Um, oh, the worst, really? Yeah, the worst. The worst. <laughs> um, but uh, I either well, way, Kit, Kit, if you're listening, call us anytime. <laughs> uh, again, the pacing uh, seems amazing. Uh, and be excited to talk about it today as we recap the fourth episode. Uh, before we do that, we want to thank the people that make this show possible. Our patrons over at patreon.com slash jayandjack. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash jayandjack. Or if you just want to go the simple way, go to jayandjack.com. Click on the Become a Patron to become a patron today. Contribute $1 or more a month, and it can helps make this show possible. So a big thanks 
to all of those that do so. Also, this month is Power Month uh, over at Loot Crate. Uh, so if you go to lootcrate.com slash jack, and there's an additional code to get a discount if you enter jack in the discount code, uh, it will give you a discount on your order. So the already incredibly reasonably priced uh, box will be even more awesomer. So check it out over lootcrate.com slash jack. Promo code J and Jack. Part of the uh, part of the gift this year, I, I, this month, I found out it's a thing that says Jon Snow's alive. <laughs> so if well, you're if listening if you're, to the show, then they should be fine, right? Well, if, yeah, we're saying, if, you, it too. if you're not, if you're giving it to someone who's not caught up with the show, they'll open up and say Jon Snow lives, <laughs> so. like a like a Jack in a Box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jon Snow. John Snow lives. John Snow lives. Oh man! All right. Well, without further ado, but he, let's. He's, but he's not. But he's not smiling. You think a guy that would come back from life, you know, back, but back he's, from the dead. I mean. But here's the problem. This is why he's not smiling. Is he, when he died, nothing happens. So he knows that, at least from his perspective, nothing happens when you die, which is kind of a scary proposition uh, to a certain extent because well, that, you're going to be well, dead a well, lot that, longer than you're going to be alive. But then it's better to be alive. Eh, right? Yeah, I guess. It's, it's just to uh, enjoy your second chance at life. Stop being um, such a bait. But anywho. Well, um, he is a little bit. But if we, if, if I can give some kudos to Nick, uh, who actually installed a gigantic satellite dish on the side of his uh, rural home <laughs> uh, to increase <laughs> his upload speed from 0. 0.06 to currently 0. 0.9% or 0. 0.9 <laughs> megabits per second. Of one megabyte, yeah, per second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so hopefully the, the audio quality on Nick here is better today. Uh, but thanks to Nick for even holding a landline phone to record the past couple of weeks. Uh, I, I thought he ran. I thought he ran a cable from the one person in Tennessee that has the internet. <laughs> it's actually a can. It was the two cans of the string. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ha! Can you hear me? Ha! That's. You have to hold that string really tight now. <laughs> yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you do. Um, but without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. All right. <laughs> Nick's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. With my fancy internet. <laughs> uh, okay, just say okay. something real quick. I'm looking. Can sure. I just say, I'm just looking at the cast here and the different actors. IDBM. It's IMDb. One, I whatever it is, and the one person, uh, Porta Graham Jones, is listed as whore. So. <laughs> I, that's, that's just, Do you put uh, that on a uh, resume? Occupation whore. Whore. Well, yeah. I have references. She, yeah. What did, what did you play? I'm the whore. I played the whore. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Carry on, Nick. <laughs> okay. So we start out at the uh, the wall. I have a zoomed-in shot of Longclaw. And Ed is helping Jon Snow pack his apparent one bag. Because I don't remember him coming to the wall with any luggage. But they had to sell it. Like, here's your one thing to take with you. Uh, well, it was Samsonite, so. Yeah, yeah. Even if, if you're going to travel, you got to have you know, durable luggage. It's true. It's very true. Uh, and he asks John, where do you think about going? He goes, south, because where else is he going to go? Uh, <laughs> say, the place warm. Uh, and then Ed, of course, you know, starts giving him crap because he's like, "You're leaving the Night's nice Watch. You know, you swore a vow." And he's like, "They killed me. And you want me to stay? Like, what the heck? I did my time." <laughs> so wait, is he is he Keanu Reeves? Is that what we're saying here? 
I'm an FBI some... agent. <laughs> I went to Ohio State. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> and then he had. To, plus, I'd be pissed too if I had to get a haircut. I think it looks sharp. Or, did he get a haircut? Oh. It well, I mean, the, was, uh, Melisandre cut his hair, remember? Yeah, remember mm-hmm. she was cutting the pieces of her hair? She yeah, was also she an inter- like she was small. That actress was also in Entertainment Weekly. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just saying. Just saying. She was saying that her, her mom would have been happy at the scene because Jon Snow, uh, Kit Karen, well, he was naked, so, but she's a big fan. The mom's a big fan of Kit, so. Carry right, we are. <laughs> But uh, a horn blows from that side, and uh, Ed and John looking sharp. Oh, yeah. And we see that it's Brienne, Sansa, and Podrick have arrived at the wall in one episode. I know. Like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> they move fast. I know. I just like, I, I just, I, again, it's all these years of the show's pacing before where it's just like, I wouldn't expect this episode seven. Holy crap. What are we doing? Well, to be fair, yeah. Sansa has been stuck in, you know, Joffrey Hatter, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, she finally was the one person that they finally let loose. She goes, I know how to move. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, she's gets off, she dismounts her horse and looks around, and then John and Ed are there on the, the porch, I guess, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, <laughs> Rocking on the porch. <laughs> the porch. Yeah. His name is Rocker. Yeah. Ed was uh, playing a banjo. He was. That boy can play. And then they walk out. There's a slight pause there. And then a a great embrace. You know, finally we see some Starks reunite. Oh, my God. Reunited and it feels so good. So tearjerker. Well, you know, it's, it's for so long the Starks just have not caught a break. Well, you know, it's been and... so long I forgot they were related. <laughs> But, uh, God, it's just like, yes. And then you realize there's actually a lot of Starks left. This is awesome. Oh, wait, he's going to probably kill some more. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, re- no, just really re- awesome. Then someone's going to lose their head. Someone's going to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and this was kind of a, a bit strange, even though I mean, they haven't seen each other and they've matured, which they address in the next little scene here. It was because Sansa was never really warm to John. It was always Arya and John that were close because she didn't see him as her uh, half-brother, she just saw him as her brother, whereas in Sansa was more elite. You know, like, oh, well, you're just the best. Sansa dude. was kind of a brat. <laughs> yeah, she was a brat. But, and you can I, see that I think, in season one. Yeah. But everything that's happened to Sansa. Of course, tell, of she, course. She's learned, for, she's learned that, you know, I don't say from her mistakes, but she, it was she's the one that did want to go marry Joffrey. I love him. But in all fairness, that's, right. like, that's like any kind of teen girl. Just like well, uh, most should. teen boys, they only got one thing on their mind. It's just like it's the it's the hormones. I I guess, yeah. but Man, Sansa, she, she she was a brat. She was she was right. I mean, she's a typical teenage girl who like she's like she liked the idea. She's like I'm yeah. going to be queen. I'm going to have yeah. power. You know, my kids are going to be the prince and the princess. And you know, she yeah. wasn't thinking about Joffrey. She was thinking about what her future would be. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, there's. They're seen there, sitting there, and she does apologize. She's like, you know, I'm sorry I treated you so horribly. To it's John. John, I mean, that's that's what we were saying earlier. Like John, 
since he's come back, he seems to have that huge chip off his so- shoulder. I mean, he, he's laughing. He's carrying on. He's not sullen. You know, he even makes fun of himself, like, oh, me over there sitting in the corner just being dark and uh, <laughs> miserable. You know, it just, it just dawned on me, though, too. Sansa's had two of the worst people, been involved with two of the worst people in the history of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> like, Ramsey makes Joffrey look like, you know, rainbows and kittens and unicorns. <laughs> Which is scary. It is scary. For sure. Uh because I don't course, think Joffrey, uh, science... Joffrey was Joffrey was just a he, he was just he just wasn't a nice guy. Whereas Ramsey, he's evil. Yeah, absolutely. Really good at peeling apples, though. Yeah, that he is. <laughs> that without breaking a stride, just you know. <laughs> well, I guess if Same you're blade. if you're used to flaying humans, like you know. Yeah. Mm. Add some flavor to it. <laughs> well, they don't have they didn't have caramel, so you know, blood apple is. <laughs> Uh, blood and flesh apple. That's what. That's apple how. Red, that's, red. that's how candied apple started. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to bob for apples? <laughs> it's cherry. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Sans inquires about where will we go now, uh, and John. You can see this little division in him because John just really, I think, he wants to have peace. And it sounds like, no, we need to go back home to, to Winterfell. And he's like, oh, we'll just send a letter to the Bolton saying get out. And Sansa's and like, we should just use the wildlings. I mean, she's just thinking more optimistically, and he's thinking more pessimistically. But he's like, I can't just command them to, to fight for it. Yeah. And she's like, no, but we have to fight for our home. You know, the North will rally to you, you know. Uh, so, but if you don't want to help me, I'll do it on my own. But help me. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. I kind of made notes of it. There's a recurring theme of help in this episode. Like everybody, in almost every scene asks or says, I'm going to help you or please help me. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, it's, it's just really it was one of those things I thought was really interesting. Yeah, what I liked about it was, was Sansa. It was not the girl we talked about earlier, the girl that just wanted to marry the king and be a queen. and have. She's become almost like a leader. She's, you know, she's, she's hardcore now. Well, I think she's, she's had these... She's she's had to. Well, yeah, she's had these trying life experiences that that's hardened her. Um, mm-hmm. And she's at she's at the point. I have nothing to lose. I want my I want I want my home back. Which is again so like last season when you know she first married Ramsey and he brutally raped her. Oh, there's a lot of controversy and a lot of pushback. That this better like th- did we, does this need to happen to drive this character forward? Um, and well, you know, this better mean something. This better. Uh, have a payoff. There better, better be a payoff, yeah. And I, you know, again, I, I'm not going to address whether this is meeting that, but at least at this point, she is uh, uh, showing um, that she is ready to take charge um, and she isn't going to be um, uh, this more naive Sansa that we had uh, before last season. Um, or before this season, so it's it's a cool turn to see for this character. This character has gone through so much hardship um, to kind of channel a bit of her mother and, and Catelyn Stark um, and, and be a leader, which is pretty cool. Mm. Absolutely. Um, um, as, as a book reader, Nick, because we don't. This is kind of all new. Th- does this seem um, appropriate for her character? 
I think so. I mean, in the books, she's still in the eerie with uh, Littlefinger. But I think that's her trajectory for sure because she's been this weak kind of easily taken advantage of character most of the time. But she will stand up for herself. I mean, that's you. Can, they, they've done a good job of showing that trajectory of her in the show. Nice. nice. Get up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the... Uh, the next scene uh, was actually I, I liked it. It was short, but I wish I wish I wanted more from it because it's just like ah. But uh, you have Davos and oh, Melisandre yeah. talking uh, on the a little bridge there, and he asks, "What's ne- what's next for you?" And she said, "I'll do as Jon Snow commands. He is the prince that was promised, you know." And you can already see this kind of in the last episode where he just uh, dismissed her when she started all this crazy religious talk. Uh, he's just like, "Forgive me, my lady, but I thought that was Stannis." To which she just walks off like, okay, whatever. I don't want to hear it. Oops. (laughs) I was wrong once. Yeah, oops. Can we just call this whole scene and what's coming up hashtag awkward? (laughs) Awkward. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But that's that's where she started having her doubts, remember? No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she was was doubting her ability. Never again. Uh, But then she asks, uh, is is it Shireen? Yeah, Davos wants to know. He like obviously he was what's happened at the battle. We lost. Okay, but what about the princess? What happened to Shireen? Yeah, and this is what um, really I wanted to see happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because what, what's going to happen if she answers that question? You know, will Davos kill her? Yeah, uh, but of course, Brienne has to interrupt, and yeah. we don't they get her answer. Yeah, but do you not know this is answers. season? This is season. Uh, 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 six. So the pacing's different. We we can get answers right away. Yeah, <laughs> go answers. ahead. Off with her head. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but, but this is a really good scene with Brienne. I felt just because it was just so tense. Of, uh, you know, he confessed to it. He, you know, Stannis that he killed his own brother. I was, you know, I've met you before. I was part of Renly's King Kingsguard, and she knows that magic was behind it. And she just just coldly looking at uh, Melisandre going like, yeah, you're going to die. I'm going to kill you soon. And he kind of figured she'd want to go ahead and do it right then. It's crazy mm-hmm. she go- she's been. But she, but she goes, you don't want to see me without my necklace. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that was a great scene, but I was like, come on, tell her, tell her, tell her. And she goes, I executed Stannis. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of want... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wonder what Davos was thinking in that moment because, I mean, he loves Stannis. But he's not a fighter, so what was he going to do? He was... 
couldn't take on Brienne. Brienne would kill him. No, but he he no. knows too that that you know he he was there when she birthed the Stannis smoke monster baby um, that ended up killing Renly. <laughs> so I I think from him, a man of honor, he should at least somewhat appreciate or you know her fulfilling her honor as you know Renly's protector. Oh yeah, I I don't think he would do Brienne. Well, he couldn't do Brienne any harm. So true. Uh, and then uh, the next scene, we moved on to the Vale, where a uh, young Robert Aaron is very poorly practicing his archery. <laughs> and, you know, I, for- uh, I forgot all. I for- I go, who is this? Oh, that's right. I f- I forgot all about it. Isn't it just everybody thinks like, oh, this is the guy that's still sucking from his mama's teeth, like every time. Well, that's that's what you think. You go, oh, he's a little he's a little bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> still just as awkward. Just think- just think about me because he's probably what you think 13, 14 years old right now in life, yeah. and he'll be forever known as the kid <laughs> who was just. I mean, thirty-five years old, you know, be like, "Hey, oh, you're yeah, that you're guy sucking on those tits." So, so you think it's better? You think it's better to be known as the whore than the tit sucker, right? Uh, I think Ooh, so. I or the breastfeeding child, if it will be less child. I, that's what it actually. That's what it has it listed at. Breastfeeding child. <laughs> Well, breastfeeding eight-year-old. There you go. <laughs> Not to criticize people that long-term breastfeed. Hey, but... if it's healthy and you guys want to do it, that's fine. I'm not here to judge. Might be slightly judging, but no. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find What's the uh, actor's name? Anybody know? Uh, don't know. The kid, no. I don't know. I do. But, uh, yeah, Littlefinger arrives, and uh, young Robert is really happy to see him. And Littlefinger presents him with a, a falcon because he missed his name day, which was a it's pretty, a pretty awesome nice looking falcon. It that was. was a cool but falcon. You can, yeah, you can see that his mind definitely hasn't improved, uh, <laughs> no. Lord Aaron's because he's he's just kind of like oh it's a he's just like wow, uh, easily distracted. And then Lord Royce starts to inquire about Sansa Stark, and he's his suspicions about Littlefinger. Like how in the world did she get to the north and marry? Ramsey, when you were supposed to go the opposite direction towards the fingers, and uh, Littlefinger, this was such cleverly done the way Littlefinger does things. You know, like we were ambushed, uh, and they knew exactly where we were. And it's strange; the only person I told was you, Lord Royce. Uh, So that, and then of course, Lord Royce, like anybody, was like, you know, if you slander me, then we might just have a duel right here. But he goes, I don't care about your opinions; I only care about my lord's opinions. To which. The kid just kind of looks up. It's like, ooh, Moondor? You know, like, it's just like, this guy's been training you how to shoot archery, and you're within just one word from Littlefinger. Yeah. He's willing to kill him on, on Littlefinger's be, word. But to be fair, the Moondor is pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I can't I can't shoot this target, but I can definitely drop somebody through a hole into an abyss. The actors yeah. will be will turn 16 in July. Okay, we'll be 16 in July. Okay. There you go. Uh, so Littlefinger, though, in this moment, he's grinning. You know, you can see that smug grin Littlefinger has because yeah. like, he's like, I've, I've got you. No matter how much power you think you have because you're the second most powerful lord in the Vale, I've got you right now. It's up to me whether you live or die. And, of course, you know, he starts, the Lord Roy starts to beg, like, oh, you know, I've always been loyal to you, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Littlefinger's just like, okay, we'll give him another chance. He could be important to us in the upcoming war. <laughs> and it's just like, wow. I mean, if that's not going to silence you, but no if I was, how If much- I was that lord, I'd be like, I'm going to kill that kid. 
You know, like what it's. I, I, well, I like how can you? I like I'm not gonna let this guy just on a whim kill me. But he's loyal. He that's mm. not he can't do that. I get it, but time to change the. Yeah. He, you can't rules. live life like a Stark. You gotta I don't know protect yourself a little bit there eventually. Mm. There's 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 yeah, an honor and there's a code so. Yeah, I don't know. He could because he is the second most powerful family in the Vale. He could have actually become the new Lord of the Vale if he did kill Robert Aaron. But I don't know that succession because you know obviously Robert doesn't have any kids yet. But I mean, Littlefinger is the protector of the realm right now. I mean, not the realm, but of that area. So that's why he commands him later to you know gather the soldiers because he's kind of like the military head until Robert is fully grown. But uh, <clears throat> so Littlefinger then uh, tells Robert news of Sansa that she's escaped uh, Ramsay Bolton and she's he- most likely heading for Castle Black. Is and he's kind of leading. Or, it, I'm sorry, is it Robert or Robin? I think it's Robert Aaron. It could be Robert Robin, but I think it's probably just short for Robert. But yeah, I, I'm looking it up right now. It says Robin. Robin. Okay, Robin Aaron. I'm Let's just going go with what, what the internet's saying. I'm not. I'm, and it's never wrong. I would never trust <laughs> the internet completely, though. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she said, "Well, you know, uh, Robin says she's my cousin, so we should help her. You know how how happy he is." And Littlefinger says, "I agree, my lord." And then turns to Lord Troy, say, "Gather the knights of the Vale," basically saying we're going to go to war. And this is pretty interesting because I we can just kind of guess here if. Jon Snow leads his 2,000 wildlings down from the north, and then you have Littlefinger coming up from the south or southeast, that you're going to have a, a pincer move kind of with the Boltons. And but if you remember... Sh- go, ahead. go ahead. Did it shock you that Robin was so quick to say, let's help her? Because they didn't get along, did they? Well, no, they didn't. Sa- but- Sansa slapped him. I mean, it just seemed like it would odd that he would just jump at the chance to go help her. Unless he just wanted to get out of doing what he was doing, the, the archery and all that stuff. <laughs> right. But I think he he's basically a puppet to Littlefinger right now anyway, and anything that Littlefinger suggests, he'll go, okay, let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, thing, like, uh, oh, yeah, and if you remember, Cersei, I'm pretty sure, did promise Littlefinger if he destroyed the Boltons' family because they kind of betrayed uh, them didn't come to their aid that if Littlefinger could overthrow them then she would make him warden of the north so that's Littlefinger's interests so I'm thinking he probably is wanting to come to the aid of Sansa and then try to marry her you never know yeah but I think I think now that the Stark Starks have started to reunite I don't know if that's going to be in his future or not I hope anyway but I I know I know you're a Peter Baelish fan so yeah, she hooked him figure. up with. He's cool, but I, I mean, a character, but he's. She hooked him up. He hooked her up with Ramsay. There's no way. Yeah, right. There, well, you saw no, that in there, the uh, the next episode. You know, that she's yeah, like, "Did you it, know how awful Ramsay was?" And you know he's gonna lie. Yeah, but still, I, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so in the onto Marine. Now, uh, Tyrion has invited the, the masters of Yunkai and Astapor to negotiate. And uh, Grey Worm is not really happy about this. 
because uh, he says, you know, why would you invite our enemies here? And Tyrion replies, you know, a wise man once told me we do not make peace with our friends. We make peace with our enemies. And Grey Worm responds with, you know, I don't make peace with the queen's enemies. I kill the queen's enemies. You know, he's very just meathead, you know. <laughs> and Tyrion just, how has that worked out for you? The fact that all you're doing is killing people and we still have the same problems. Right. Uh, says, you know, I'm going to try a diplomatic approach in which uh, Missandei interrupts and says, our queen tried that already, and they tried to kill her for it. He says, yeah, and Tyrion's like, I know that. I'm coming at this with open eyes. Just trust me. I know the horrors of slavery. And then Missandei is really clever. He's like, oh, how long were you a slave? <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> It was good. Um, do you uh, w- do you side with um, Tyrion in this in what he's trying to do? Um, I yeah, because I I, I I I get where he's coming from. Because if they're not going to have peace, they're they're going to just essentially destroy them. So he has to kind of make a deal with the devil here, um, just to at least stave off right the city. Getting I, I, I think this is just a, a a time play. That's all it is. It's and it's for both sides. The same as the way Tyrion is saying, I trust that they'll follow their uh, financial interests uh, with, as it course to the masters, because Tyrion knows that, that they're probably not going to get rid of slavery, but he also knows he can't do anything until uh, Danny comes back. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if I can buy some time, they'll stop the revolts. They'll stop all the violence here in Marine. Then when Danny gets back, she can deal with it. She can say, okay, now let's go invade these other two cities and conquer them again. Instead of right. just having chaos the whole time. But the thing yeah. with um, uh, Daenerys is she set, tends to just kind of follow that kind of that that line of thought is it is wrong I will change it and you will you know bend to my will. Um, but she doesn't have that kind of more political savvy sense about her. When she comes back, will she kind of listen to Tyrion or will she kind of go back to her? I am the mother of dragons, the un, you know the unburnable the. You know, mother of the Khaleesi now. Like what like will she kind of get a little more humble she, or a little better understanding how to she, be political? She or? has she has to. But it seems like yeah. the end of this episode, while it was amazing and awesome, it just kind of reinforced her usual gameplay. But that she had to get mm-hmm. the she had to get the troops she had to get the the back on her side. She had no right. power. Yeah. But she, but like, she yeah. whenever she does it, she tends to do okay, but yeah, we, I, we can get into. I think what Tyrion's doing, I, I like. I agree with Nick. What he's obviously slavery is terrible. It just, I, I, you know how, and it, you know, it's it's still happening today, in real life. But it's, but to to get rid of it, we saw what happened in back in the eighteen, you know, the war between the states. How long it took to get rid of it? How many lives were lost? You know, the, I think they're like like Nick's saying. Well, there's still Tyrion, there's still like resentment and everything over a hundred years later. Well, I get that, and it, it just it happens. But it just um, no, I'm saying like you know, in terms of trying to get peace in marine and all that kind of stuff, it's just like from I, a humanity's so, perspective. So if you can try and like I said, I think he's just like Nick's saying, he's just stalling to try and get the chaos yeah. to stop because he doesn't have any, he doesn't have the power. But of course, you know, Grey Worm and those—they're not just because they don't—they're appalled by slaving. I mean, they've been slaves, and like he said, he goes, you know, I was forced to do this, she was forced to do that. They don't want slavery. But to keep fighting is not the answer. But when she comes back, maybe she has more power, and then she's more political too, to go with the power. That was her downfall. She was just too. You know, we we I think we talked about it last season. She just was too all over the place. 
Mm. She made mistakes. But, right. And I, I kind of what Jay was uh, addressing is that I, this is a welcome change, I felt, because Tyrion sees things from a logical point of view, and he's trying to negotiate where Danny never has. She's just like, okay, do you want you either on my side or you're, like she said tonight, like either you're with me or I'm going to kill you. Right. And that can only work with you so much. The same as with Ramsey Bolton, not comparing her to him, but that's the only thing she knows how to do at this point is just, you're in my way, move. And Tyrion is trying to at least, like a chess game, maneuver to where the end result's the same, but in a better timely way. Yeah. Well, like he was telling him, you could be rich, still have money without having slaves. Right. So... He goes, all they, want true. Is, I mean, all they want is money. Is money, yeah. And Tyrion's dead right with that, same as you were saying with our own issue with slavery here. Like, you can't just get rid of a system and expect everything to be hunky-dory. It takes time to adjust right? And uh, because you have to fill that void. And it doesn't, matter. It doesn't pertain to slavery. It's anything, any system at all. Like you can take Medicare right now. I mean, anything that you want to replace it, it is always an adjustment period, and you have to prepare for right. that. You can't just... Blank slated. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, okay. So Khaleesi never, pl- she never, she never planned for anything. She just went, this is how it is. And she never right. had any. But she has dragons, so she kind of gets what she wants, generally. <laughs> well, for yeah, a time, shows, anyway. But it still that shows it's still, her inexperience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Where she, if she, her and Tyrion together would make a great oh, force. Yeah. Great force, but you, you can see it also. Uh, we can get to it later in the in the end scene, but you can see that confidence in her. Whereas in Jora and Daria, just want her to run. She actually believes in herself at that moment. She's like, "No, I got this." You know, it's just it, she knew what she could do at that point. She knew how the Dothraki thought of like right. they need power. Yeah, right. They respect power. I yeah, I give her. We'll get to it towards the end, but I give her much kudos yeah. for playing that very well. Can we call Jora uh, Stonehands? <laughs> that work. Stonehand. <laughs> just one, just one. Well, eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but uh, yeah, inside the meeting, the uh, the slavers obviously the masters want them to leave, and Tyrion's being not trying to be nice, like, oh, yeah, we, don't worry, we'll leave eventually. And he's like, we've already offered you to leave, and you refuse. It's because, and then Masandi, of course, yeah, they're defensive. They don't want slavery back. And she's like, no, it's because it would have left all these millions of people enslaved. Uh, but they, they eventually do come to, well, sort of, a compromise. Uh, Tyrion says, okay, you have seven years to adjust. And exactly. And this is so. Just give give it a chance. Like, let's try to do this, and you'll still make money. You, sh- you have to figure out a system, a new system for how you can work, and then call off the attacks. We're good. Uh, and then once this meeting's adjourned, uh, so something that surprised Masandi and Grey Worm, Tyrion then kind of flips it because uh, they don't respect him. The the old former slaves don't respect him, and they don't trust him. So. He says, oh, well, don't worry, Grey Worm here agreed with me. And he's showing, he kind of teaches them how politics works, even though they don't like it in a, in a really uh, fast way. It's like, oh, you've got to be on our side. We have to be united or these people will tear us apart. Do uh, you think maybe the scene that they had last week, the, the episode, the third episode, where they, he, it was, a lot of people didn't like the, the scene between Tyrion and Grey Worm, 
and all that. It was kind of just a weird scene, but maybe that was playing into what happened to, in this last night's episode. Or is it just last it, week? It was just a waste of time. It was last week. It was a kind of a, to me. It's still kind of a waste of time. But maybe he maybe he was maybe he was trying to get a feel for their personality, feel for who they are, feel for. I'm trying to save the scene. That's all I'm trying. Right. To, is, <laughs> is it? I'm, I think if they it, would have hopeless? actually, I think it's hopeless. But if, if they actually would have had that thing longer, would actually had gotten into the game, and you would have learned something more about Grey Worm's personality right. or his way of thinking, then yes, it could have been saved. But it wasn't. It was just kind of like I do patrol. We talk but about I, patrol. And but was was Tyrion learning that? Okay, he's just black and white. That he's just he's just black and white. Hmm. Maybe maybe yeah. and and then he's very loyal. So maybe when he told him that you know, he, he, Grey Worm is for it. He knew that Grey Worm wouldn't go against him. From that conversation. True. I'm just I'm just trying to save the scene. I'm just trying to help out. <laughs> Die. No. <laughs> you know, as a writer, I try to help fellow writers. So, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we move on to uh, Jorah and Dario. Well, I kind of compressed it, but yeah. The only thing you really know about this, they reached uh, Vastarthrak, the capital, and they disarm because he can't carry weapons in because they'll be spotted and they'll be killed immediately. But he really and likes Dario's, that one blade. Yeah, he does like and. It's a good thing. It had a woman on the. Yeah. Well, it had a woman, a nude woman for the handle, which is an interesting blade. Uh, we well, see why Dario actually. Yeah. Uh, Dario actually spots Jorah's grayscale though. Yes. Uh, and he says, "Don't worry. Uh, it, it didn't touch you." Which you know, it, it's kind of gotten to that point now because it's not spreading fast. Obviously, what is this? Where's this grayscale going to play into it? into the story it'll it'll he'll accidentally touch on something because why can't you like you know sew the sleeve or get a new sleeve why do you have to have the one that's ripped open where the gray scale is come on or, or get a new shirt i'm saying yeah in the wind all, all the all the way, distance they travel there wasn't a gap anywhere where you could get a new <laughs> shirt or something i don't know put some lotion on it <laughs> Rub some can't dirt you, in it. Well, can't you can't you cut it out or something? Just cut no. it. That's what, that was Actually, my first you cut off kind your of thing arm, too. Yeah, like, just cut off your arm. Yeah, yeah. Like like in World War Z, just whack. You know, as soon as you get touched. Yeah. Well, like Jamie has a fake hand, right? Little gold hand. Couldn't you have one? Gold Agreed. Arm? I agree. I support that thought. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, but they get they uh they roughly get through the city. Have to kill a couple guys. Uh, that spot him, and I don't see why that guy didn't believe he was a wine merchant. I mean, seemed plausible to me. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I just maybe just the Dothraki. They just want to start murdering people, so yeah. it could just Although, be there. Yeah, like, I think we all should have been born a Dothraki. I mean, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and they, they I guess, we kind of if if as my wife would say, if you want to live that lifestyle. Oh. <laughs> well, if I'm born that way, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't want to ruffle any feathers. They have, they have more fun than most of us, trust. Yeah, I believe <laughs> that. But uh, they happen to discover Danny as she's going to make water. With, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that now when I have to go on uh, number one. She's like, I have to go make water. Make water. <laughs> I get to make water. Well, that's an impressive trick. Yeah. Oh. 
she can survive fire and she makes water. So there you <laughs> she go. She makes water. All she fire and ice. Yes. But yeah, experience like Jorah, once they catch her, uh, capture him jorah tries to get her escape she refuses she says no we can do more and you're going to help which another another scene where someone says you're going to help he said there's a lot of that in this episode uh then it cuts to king's landing where we see marjorie taken from her cell and weren't you totally expecting the shame or confess Uh, yes Yes. you didn't get it shame (laughs) shame confess confess Uh, well, <laughs> with the good cop, bad cop, you know, we're getting more good cop right now with Marjorie, which she seems somewhat wise to. I can't stand yeah. the other. What's, I, what's her name? The, the confessed lady. I can't stand her. I just yeah, like just, I, I, I think I like Ramsey more. If mm. that's possible. I, I just don't like her. She never smiles. Even when she brought even when she brought her there, she had this look like whatever. OK, so you're I, saying I Jon Snow. She became Jon Snow. Where she did. Just... I don't want to be here. Uh, she should confess. <laughs> Go ahead and do what you want, High Priestess. Uh. Did you see her look, though? She had a look of disgust. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Yeah. And she just shoved her in the room. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but she uh, she's taken to the High Sparrow once again in that uniquely lit room and uh, they discuss uh, it's an interesting conversation really They uh, like he's like what would you do if I let you go right now she says I'd go back to my family and she says but then you'd be returning to a family that is nothing but power or money which is that's your sin as if you were wanting to return to that life of sin and he does. He tells this story, his own story, it, and that heart harpens back to season four, I think, where Cersei meets him for the first time. She says, yes. "Why don't you wear shoes?" Yeah, right. And uh, he he tells this story of like he was a, a cobbler. He made expensive shoes, Air Jordans, and he would Air Jordans. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he I think they're called the Air money. Mountains, though. Actually, that was called the, what? Air Mountains. Yeah, Air Mountains. Air Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Here's zombies now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. All the money. No, no. That's what a podcast is. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he said, yeah, I would take the money from my shoemaking to live a, just a glimpse of these rich people's lives for this, for himself. You know, he would, he would drink all night, spend money, eat great meals and, and share women he said, but then when the nights were over, 
he could see what his sins were. You know, it was that was it. And then, so once you can see your own sins, that's the purpose of, I guess, his life. That's what he felt. And so that's why he left his own shoes there, and he's been barefoot ever since, that he was living a lie. He's actually a very convincing per- – I was almost believing him, falling for Yeah. Him. He's actually very, very good at what, he's do- what he does. Yep. Uh, but then, yeah, he – after telling this really great story, and you can see, like, I mean, Mar- like I was saying earlier, like, was Marjorie, is this a con? Is, he, is she just saying everything or agreeing with him so he might let her go? Uh, and you can see that he puts his hand out and says, let's go see your brother. And we see Loris, which is almost kind of like Theon. You know, he's a completely broken man. Yeah, what are, and, they, what are they doing to him? Because they're doing a lot. They're doing some stuff to him. Yeah, they've got to, because, I mean... He's a, he's a homosexual, which is illegal, in the, the Seven Kingdoms. So we don't know. Uh, they're, do, and, they're doing they're doing something to him because he's broken, like you said, Theon. It's almost it, it's exactly that was yeah. a good call because it's exactly like Theon. He is he just wants to be done. He says, "Please yeah, make it does. stop." He's, he's he's not just being held there, you know, in, in in a dirty, rotten place. Things are being done to him that we don't right. know is actually being done to him. And we might find, hopefully we find out. But yeah, like, I mean, because Marjorie's trying to encourage him to be strong. And that's when he comes back with this, all I want is to stop. And then he says, right. help me again. Like, and uh, they say, just, no, like, don't you realize it's a game? Shouldn't say a game, but, you know, it's like they want me to come in here and help them to tear you down more so you'll, so they can win. He, that's me. He comes back and he's let them win. Yeah, you know, I mean, he is. He's done. Yep. Yeah, he's out. And so, yeah, the next episode or maybe the next episode when uh, Jamie and the Tyrell army get there, it should be some pretty interesting fireworks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to die. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about it more whenever we get so, to I mean, the, the quick council meeting we get or there. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, then we get a quick little scene. It goes to Moose to Maester Pycelle is counseling <laughs> King Tommen. And yeah, I don't I don't really know what he was saying to him, but uh, Cersei enters. Well, and he, just was, he was kind of that. he was because again I, I watched with subtitles, but he was um, talking about um, the High Sparrow and was kind of giving me advice on what to do with that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Cersei comes in and basically just says, "Get out!" And he says, "I, I mean, that's <laughs> when you can see the difference now." Pycelle is kind of going, "Well, you don't have the authority to tell me to leave. I'm advising the king." And then Tommen, which you're not sure if he does it because he wants to impress his mother or or what, but he, he does. He just kind of says, okay, now you can leave, in which he does leave. And let's see here. Uh, Tommen then confesses to his mother that you know, we shouldn't upset the High Sparrow because he's holding Marjorie. Uh, so just try to be cautious because I'm trying to think of her life. And then this is, to me, a really interesting thing and what the producers did because he says I have a secret that the high sparrow told me but you can't tell anybody you, can I trust you mother and then she's at the you should, you should know that all mothers are blabbermouths don't tell them right. well I'm glad Jay said that and not anybody else that was Jay okay, maybe not all mothers just my mother so just from my experience oh no lie there <laughs> but it, it What's interesting about it is that it cuts away right here. So you actually don't see what Tommen says. 
You know, he could have told her anything. Because the next thing we see is Cersei and Jamie walking to the small council and basically saying that Marjorie is going to be forced to do the Walk of Atonement, the same one Cersei had to do, yep. walk naked through the streets. So this is some kind of ploy, because they made a point also with Tama and saying, like, you don't really like Marjorie, do you, Mother? And, of course, she doesn't answer because she doesn't like her. She doesn't like any competition. Yeah. Uh, so there, she, for all we know, she's making, I mean, I like to think that she's making this up, this whole walk of atonement thing, because she wants them to kill, uh, either Marjorie or Loras or, I mean, yeah, ultimately that high sparrow as well, but right. what will happen? And it, it almost makes you want to think, uh, that the high sparrow told the seat, told Tom in this secret knowing that he would tell his mother and knowing that Cersei would do whatever she's going to do. Because if someone attacks the church, what side are the people going to side on? Yeah. It's just a, it's an interesting events that might happen fairly soon. We don't know how this is going to play. Well, yeah. And, and I think personally, we've already seen the walk of shame once. I, it, mm-hmm. it would kind of, from a story perspective, it would be redundant to see it again. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think whatever this Tyrol army will come in and I don't think it's going to end well for Marjorie. I think she is a goner whenever this insurgency happens. I think she will be one of the Uh, victims in the process. I think she's a survivor. I think she survives it. I, I think she's dead. I think she's super dead. I think she's super alive. She's a survivor. What's your thoughts, Nick? Yeah. I kind of wonder like where Tommen will be in all this. Cause if Tommen tries to go in there as well, like it makes me wonder if Tommen dies and Marjorie dies, the only people that are left that could be next in line is Cersei again. And what's to prevent her from marrying uh, Jamie. And then they're the new King and Queen. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways this could go. And, yeah, I, I kind of think the same thing. Like Marjorie could easily be killed in all this. And that's what I would think the Queen of Thorns would object to that. It's like, oh, she so just wants to storm the Sept when they've got their own army. What's to prevent them just killing my granddaughter exactly. and grandson? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, a little bit careless in, in, in this because I, I, I do not see this going well for the two Tyrells. No. Or if she does die, then maybe Tom and he he becomes more assertive. Well, I I like Nick's because, theory that they because, both die. Yeah, if she dies, there has to be some payoff, though. I think other than her just dying. But what what does she have to offer? Like at this point, like she's kind of. But if she does die, then I think Tom and should should become more of a leader, more. But it's hard to prove, and he just can't do it. So just kill him. But if his wife, if his wife dies, he's in love with his. wife. He has an attack because he's trying to save his wife. If she dies, maybe he just goes all. But it's not that he has an attack because he doesn't want to hurt his wife. He has an attack because he's weak. He is weak, but he is also afraid of her dying. Like if anything, George R. R. Martin is very to the point with character flaws, character strengths, and the character right. flaws. And his flaw isn't because he wants to. His flaw is that he's weak. He could be weak, but this could be something that makes him stronger. But I, the, could, it could get, it could give him the eye of the tiger. In in like a Rocky movie, yes. In Game of Thrones, he <laughs> dies. All right, okay. That's yeah. just my thought. I mean, because it's already kind of b- widely believed that Tommen's going to die. 
because um, yeah. it's, get, it's, it's, in Cer- it's in Cersei's prophecy that all of her kids will die before she dies. So she already believes this. And exactly like Jay's saying, Tommen is weak. And so either he's going to die from either Cersei's idea from being just a dumb idea and him following it or his blind belief in his mother and she'll kill him herself. You never know. I mean, that's just, that's how I think of it. Cause it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Cersei did. Cause she's always wanted power. She wants to be respected. She's always been, uh, overshadowed by Jamie and her father. She wants to be queen. And you've seen it in these last couple of episodes. So you how think the queen of thorns just. Exactly. I get that. But you think she'd kill her own son to get that power? I don't think it will happen. It could happen at the end of this season, but I have a feeling that. I mean, at that point, if she kills her see- own son, if she kills her own son, are, are we done with her? I mean, she didn't kill Joffrey, for love of God. No, she didn't. That's true. And I she was upset. She was upset with. She was upset when Joffrey died. She couldn't. She knew Joffrey was a, a loose cannon. And she, I, I just, I just, I would be shocked but, if she, if she kills. She, she, she wouldn't kill, but own... she's she's putting him in harm's way with this stupid plan. If if he's if he's part of the surge or whatever, uh, I think she's right. always loved her kids. Up. But no, no she, I, but, I agree. I, I don't. I, this I, agree. Be, I she, can't. We go back to that one scene last season where she was a child and the, and she was told that all her kids would die. Right. Well, we weren't shown then. We were t- she said it uh, at the beginning of the season. Right. This, but the, no, we, yeah, we saw right. it last season though. When she was but a child. we didn't uh, in that scene. She didn't actually. Did she not say? Did we see it at that no. point that her kids would die? That wasn't said until this no, season, correct? Until okay. this season, yeah. correct. She was told and there's something. still one more thing left that hasn't been said yet either. Yeah. All right. If she kills her own child, then I- I'm done with. She can be. I want her dead. Because this 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 <laughs> well, kid like, actually, I don't... this this kid is actually a good kid. I mean, he's he he seems like a good he seems like a normal, well-adjusted person. And that's gonna save him how in this show. I'm just saying, I mean, in this in this family, you know, no, she gets she gets something. Okay, no. <laughs> Would Jamie let let her let him? No, no, I'm not. I, I I don't think she's going to kill him. I just think, think that she, her you know, cockamamie think, idea is going to kill him. Well, it could be, mm-hmm. and the high sparrow could be like putting it. You know, like I think as Nick said, could be putting this all in. You know, you know, like telling the secret. Oh, don't tell your mom. So he goes, runs, tells his mom. Yeah, could be could be right. setting the whole Cause, thing up. Right, because like, uh, who was he saying that to? Jamie during the uh, Marcellus funeral. You know, is that we power, but all of us can overthrow an empire, and that's because that was his game plan. And obviously, this could be one of his moves to tell Tommen that to make them make the first move. Yeah, okay. that's how I see it. <clears throat> okay. And then uh, another huge uh, distance travel. Uh, we have Theon returning to the Iron Islands in one episode <laughs> uh, by boat. And that's what I wonder. It's like, okay, he walked from Winterfell all the way to the Iron Islands with probably no shoes, no food, no money. I was like, how did he get on the boat? If I but, would walk 500 miles, yeah. <laughs> and if I would walk 500 more. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah. He walked a long way with just not with with he walked without a lot of things. Well, it, it, <laughs> well, I, right? I, I think maybe he you know he just kind of offered. Uh, I don't. Know, let's just not question it. Let's just let it be, and then we'll. <laughs> well, he's a little lighter, so he maybe could, favors. Well, maybe, he's a little lighter, so he could walk faster, right? <laughs> oh, but he's man. got less toes. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but uh, he he walks into Yara's chambers and she's, I mean, justifiably mad at him because he betrayed her and let her men die while she was trying to save him. And that was what back in season four, yeah. I think season four. And yeah. And he, of course, he apologizes, and he's weak. He's kind of crying. He's like, he broke me. He broke me into a thousand pieces. And she's like, yeah, I know. I He sent us one of them. <laughs> yeah, like, was, Do you still have it? <laughs> so I think, again, the two themes of this episode are help and hashtag awkward uh, is the yes. two main yeah. things we've seen. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, she kind of wisely, and because I hadn't even thought of that either, he just – so happened to show up the day before the king's moot which is where they're going to elect a new king of the iron islands and she's you know threatened by it like what do you want to be king what makes you think that you would ever be king and he goes i don't want to be king and she's like what do you want and he says let me help you you know you should rule the iron islands and to which she kind of sighs a relief with this but how's he gonna help how's he gonna help like he puts his word in it's like yeah, who's gonna, or, yeah, or, or he murders people. One of the two. You think he's in position to murder people? That's my crackpot theory. And I'm sick of okay. it. I, 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 I have no idea. I'm not picking him as my Tom, vice president. Tomlin's dead, Marjorie's dead, and he's going to kill some people. Hashtag Jay's crackpot theory. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then um, the next thing we go, we go back to Winterfell, where Osha is brought in before Ramsay, and he comments that she cleaned her up good, which they did. And this scene kind of upset, I think, a lot of people, because it's like, we hadn't seen Osha in a while, we wanted to see more of Osha, and then just ain't going to happen. But uh, she makes a case to that she only served Starks because they put a knife to her throat, and afterwards she thought, oh, I can sell Rickon for a good price, so she... You know, Ramsey owes her money, to which she's like, no, you don't really have uh, any bearing to make that argument. So, what do you want? And she tries to seduce Ramsey the same way she seduced the guards when uh, she escaped originally with Rickon. But and the thing, I thought it was really brilliantly done because he puts that dagger there, uh, kind of just encouraging her to do it. And when and I never thought for one minute she was ever going to kill Ramsey. It's just too, no. too weak. You wouldn't. She shouldn't. Uh, we talked about last week. Who do you think is going to kill Ramsey? And she'd be the. Come mm-hmm. on, there's no way. No, it'd be a weak, a weak death for Ramsey. Uh, but actually, you know, he, after, she, after I, this episode, after this episode, I think Sansa is the one that's going to do it. Yeah, it I could agree. be very. Yeah. Yeah, Sansa or Reek, I think, would be the top two. Yeah, I, I think San, I think yeah. it's Sansa. I think it has to be Sansa now. It has to be. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy with either one. 
see on Streak or Sansa. It'd be a, a nice thing. It could be one of those moments where I can battle. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, whereas in, he's already wounded and then Sansa finishes him off or something. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. Because, like, you can see, like, his men betraying him, like, stabbing him, kind of like a Julius Caesar type thing. And then Sansa being like, the last one who gets him or something. No, I, wa- I, I wanted to do it. Somehow she has to do it on her own. Oh, okay. It, it'd make her character go full circle. I mean, she was kind of weak in the beginning, and, and now she seems so strong and fiery that I think she could do it. And and he wouldn't. He would. He wouldn't. He'd be what would throw him off is he'd never see it coming. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, that's my that's my crackpot theory. <laughs> Not as good as mine, but you know. Kudos for putting in an effort. <laughs> but, uh, but you see uh, Osha uh, straddling Ramsey and slowly reaching for the dagger the whole time. And he's telling her kind of in a way that he already knows what she's about to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she does. she's not listening, obviously. And then Reek, Reek has told him everything and how they escaped. And then as soon as she grabs the dagger, he pulls out, stabs her right in the neck. And yeah. sadly, Osha dies. Well, I, it didn't bother me too much. Like I get it; she's a, like a, a bit of a fan favorite. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, at, at this point, I'm so desensitized to characters I like being killed. <laughs> like it doesn't. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of upset she died that way. But you know, you knew once she got, she was life was not going to be good for her either way. There, so I guess it could have yeah. been worse. Well, you, you kind of wondered that because when they unveiled them last episode Rickon and her there it's like okay Rickon has value Osha does not have any value so the only what's left for her character to do other than die is like oh do you want to see Ramsey rape her a couple episodes you know like no we've, we've done that yeah. so done that. there's or no feed, point or, or feed her or feed her to the dogs it's just like we've seen that so yeah just let her go out a quick death yes yeah, this, this is about as peaceful of a death as, as she can ask for unfortunately god he doesn't break a sweat, though. He stabs someone in the neck and just goes, mm, okay. He's crazy. This mm. apple is way too good yeah. to waste. He makes the Mad King look, well, I guess he's still worse, but still. Ramsey, not a good guy. Not a good guy. Awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, and then uh, we move on to the wall where uh, Torment Giant Spain uh, shows Brian the art of seduction. <laughs> crickets <laughs> I love that though like she's sitting there they're all eating this this kind of really bad dinner and he's just over like just gnawing on that I guess turkey leg or something and just looking at her going oh, oh I like you <laughs> <laughs> they have their own style you know. oh, they do yeah. well I mean you think that's why he's named Giant's Bane is because supposedly he had sex with a giant at some point and so she's a big lady, so he probably finds her pretty attractive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. How tall is but, she? Uh, is she like 5'10"? No, she's like 6'10". Yeah, I bet she's taller than that. Really? I bet she's taller than 6 foot, yeah. That's so tall. Anyway. I think I looked it up today. Yeah. Six, six what? You're well, pulling like, away from uh, the y'all been watching... Six uh, one. Six one, yeah. Have y'all been watching The Night Manager at all? Uh-uh. No, on AMC? No. It's a six-part series with the the guy who plays Loki and uh, the girl on that there's a blonde girl on that she's 6'3 and you're just like whoa 
Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. Is, is, that good, good, is, that, is that a good show? Uh, part four aired last week, and part five is tomorrow. It's it's builds a little slow at first, but it's gotten re- this last episode was really good. Okay. So I'm I'm liking where it's going. So I I would recommend it. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Game of Thrones. Uh, let's see here. Oh, a letter arrives for uh, Jon Snow from Ramsay Bolton, uh, which is called the Pink Letter in the books because of the pink wax that Ramsay uses to uh, to seal it. Yeah. And uh, he is taunting John this whole time. You know, come and see. I so this must have been before North. he was stabbed in the books. Then, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess uh, there's not a lot of what happens in the book section, but this, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. But, okay. Yeah, then we'll see. This is kind of what. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. It kind of taunts him, uh, saying, "You know, I have your brother Rick on prison." Uh, give me back my wife, Sansa, and I'll let you and your wildlings live. If not, then I'll ride up there, kill every wildling, wife, child, and all, and I'll let everyone rape your sister. Just an awful letter, basically saying, you know, do as I say, give me back my wife, or I'm going to kill everything. So Love, Ramsey. John, get- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> XOXO, hugs and uh, kisses. XO. Um, it does have an X-ray symbol. So. Uh, again, uh, showing Ramsey's just lack of strategy here, he basically helped get the wildlings on board. But is that what he yeah, wants? Yeah, exactly, because that's what he wants. He wants to no. kill them, yeah. right? He doesn't well, yeah, want them unified. Wait. I don't think he thinks he... But he, he does has, He has no fear. He's, he's, psych, he's psycho. I, again, but it's just bad strategy. If if it's like two sides of the coin, you have Daenerys and, and Ramsey. There's there's not a lot of strategy there. It's just there, there's not because he's just force. he's just he's he's just nuts. He just has. A, That's what I'm saying. It's just like blood. he. It's a bad move because now he's unified the wildlings to John. So there, that's there's that's a powerful thing. But it does play but into I, the last week's episode though, where uh, the Umbers were saying that we need to unite to kill off the wildlings. So it's just a progression of, yeah, we need to go to war and kill off all these wildlings and Jon Snow. Yep. Plus, if he can defeat them, he doesn't he gain he gains power, he gains prestige in the area, right? Because the wildlings are the wildlings right. are not loved. So he, if he kills them, he's he gets more power. He gets more he gets actually some love. Hey, uh, this Ramsey guy, he's not so bad. He got rid of the wildlings, right? <laughs> And that's right. how probably his his, his thought process. He just that's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And anyway, the uh, actress is uh, but, she, uh, plays Brienne is six foot three. Okay, I looked it up. Captain Phasma. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew. Uh, so. John decides, yeah, well, he didn't decide, but he's basically saying, he looks over at uh, John, uh, Torment and says, how many wildlings do you have? And he says, 2,000. And Sansa says, well, the Boltons have 5,000. That's you know, that's obviously you're not going to win. With faith. It makes the case like, well, you've got to rally some north, some of the lords of the north, because they, they won't come to us. We're Starks. Yeah. They have a giant. <laughs> it's all they that's need. true. That's got to be be good for something, right? <laughs> all, all I know is if they, they do go to battle and then you have the veil on their side as well, 
this would be a, a pretty awesome battle for this season um, that I, that I'm getting pretty excited about. Is there is there any way? Is there any way that Ramsey wins? Ah, no. And he go and he goes through with what he said in that letter. There, there's just no way the the fans. There's no. I, I don't think the fans would put up with it. Would they? Anyway, any. I mean, Jay, you're the crackpot yeah. theory master here today. Any 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 way that happens is any way that Ramsey wins this. Anyway, no. Ramsey survives. He has to die, right? He has to yeah. die. I I would say it's unlikely. I would say unlikely. And I think it. Yeah, and I even think it's Ramsey's death should probably even be this season because they're so trying to well. wrap it up. I agree. He's not. He's not one of the main threats. Nope. You still gotta. You still gotta get Danny to Westeros. Or st- you still gotta have the battle with the White Walkers. There's so much stuff to happen in the later seasons. So you've got to kind of get him yeah. out of the way this season. I feel. Plus, he's again Ramsey. We can't hate him any more than we already do. There's yeah. what else could they? What else could he possibly do? Yeah. To, to, I mean, he he had, we had some reminders. Who, we had some reminders this season of why we hate well, them. Him. I don't know. I don't know if we needed reminders, but he did. You know, he he just you know he killed his stepmother with by dogs and, and a young baby. Had them. What's I'm saying? Like, the good writing here is it reminds you why you hate him. Uh, there isn't any redemption story here for Mister Ramsey, um, and uh, he's more so of a new. Be, so it's not gonna be like Jamie, where we didn't like Jamie at first. Exactly. Now we're like. Jamie. Exactly. Jamie's a good guy. You don't think there's like there's no <laughs> there's no character story arc here. It's just he is what he is. Um, or Ramsey Ramsey finds a uh, something wounded a uh, wounded animal and brings it back to life or something. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not gonna happen. I've always liked dogs. It's the one people yeah. I could communicate with. No, none of that. None of that here. Because um, <laughs> I mean, in my mind, Ramsey's a nuisance, not a big bad. He's not a big bad. He's not the White Walker army. That all that kind of stuff. So that's that's. The next couple seasons, I would think. This is the here and the now. He's a nuisance, and nuisances uh, should be shut up or killed. And there you go. All right. You convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so you're moving to the final scene, the epic scene. We have uh, all the cows in their council meeting, and they request that Danny be brought in so they can decide if she's going to live out her days as a Khaleesi in the hut or I guess killer. <laughs> uh, and they're just discussing like, you know, they'd like, some of them would like to have sex with her. Some of them think she's gross cause she's so pale. And then Danny interrupts and says, well, do you want to know what I think? <laughs> and yeah, the cow were, says, no, I, they're, huh? they're pretty brutal with her. I mean, they were pretty, it was a lot of stuff was said that, you know, you, you can't say, and get away with. Well, again, it's that's the Dothraki way, right? I get it, but I'm just saying, if I were to say that now, well, exactly, I, you I, can't I, say that. That's the whole point. I get it. It shows right. you they are more uncivilized and more ruthless, <laughs> right? Uh, but they don't care what anything that Danny has to say. She's not a cow. She's not even a part of their group as of now until they decide. Uh, and she goes, "I know." She goes, I've been here before. I've talked of conquering the world, uh, but you do not speak of these things. And this is where I was saying like earlier, this is really interesting because she's observed this from listening to them when she didn't speak and then hearing them talk. They're talking about just conquering, getting horses or conquering little villages. It's all petty stuff that little lords do. She goes, no, I was here. I'm here to conquer the world. You're small. You're not fit to lead the Dothraki, but I am. 
And you know, you we, we've seen confidence in Danny before, but not like this. I yeah, mean, cojones, <laughs> she has. You know, <laughs> just major kudos here. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, the cows get upset naturally, and they say that you know, oh, they decide that she's not going to be be allowed to live out her days. That she's going to be raped by every single person in the village, and if there's a left, the horses will rape her. Because yeah. uh, why should we? Why should we ever serve you? And of course, you can see her over there just approaching the the fire and puts her hand on it. To which one of them kind of sees that that she's not in any pain. That she just knocks over. Well, she says, you know, if you're not going to serve me, then you'll die. And then burns the place down. Which was uh, awesome. Like when she just puts her hand on the thing, and then these guys that look like what? <laughs> it's like, what? I messed yeah, yeah. up. Oh, you mean you mean <laughs> that's true? That whole story is true. <laughs> Oops. Rutro. Um. But and I just I was. Go ahead. I just say I I love because there's a lot of talk about Amelia Clark how she wasn't going to do any more nude scenes, um, but I I love this nude scene in a sense because it wasn't like from a sexual perspective it was like her showing her power like her womanhood, um, you know this this mother right. of dragons and like a lot of times there's a lot of criticisms of Game of Thrones where they just kind of portray women as just sexual objects or whatever but I I thought like this scene her standing there. You know, shoulders back, uh, in power, in full control of the situation, and everybody bowing to her. These, these, you know, very ruthless, you know, testosterone-driven Dothraki bowing down to, um, you know, their queen, their Khaleesi, um, because she took out all of these powerful people, which is what they respect as the power. Um, I just thought it was a really, really like a from a visual standpoint, I thought it was really empowering, um, and it was a really cool close to the to the episode. Yeah, and it, it was interesting too. You're talking about the nude scene because she it's in her contract. She doesn't have to do anymore. If she doesn't want to. Yeah, and she hasn't been nude in the last two seasons. And for this episode, exactly, it wasn't a sexual thing. It was what you're saying is it's just like I'm proud. Here I am. I'm woman. You know. Yeah. And, was that was that? And her she doesn't. Body, everyone was it, was it her or body double? No, it's it was her. her. Yeah, it was her. I, okay, it was her. I saw I saw it on Yahoo News or or something today. It said that it was her. She already said there was no body double. It was her. She said that she was a little insecure because. She's 29 now, I think. And she said, you know, I'll, uh, all my other nude scenes were in my mid to early 20s. And she goes, so not everything's as tight as it used to be. <laughs> she goes, so there's that natural insecurity of women. Uh, but she said, no, she was, I was out there and I was proud of it. Yeah, it was, just, it was a really there. cool scene. Wasn't Ar- yeah. Well, someone put on her Facebook she page, has her- uh, they said it was, a good, it was a good episode for women. It showed, you know, Sansa. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it, so it was a good, you know, because like Jay said, that it, uh, they haven't always portrayed women in a positive light, but this episode they did. Well, and then it, it and then it also, I think Nick, you're kind of pr- probably getting this. I'm thinking that you know, for a long time, I was like, okay, will she, will she go back and somehow get the Dothraki army to join her, um, or unite the Dothraki to join her cause? Um, and it seems like this is that moment, which is really cool as well. Um, right, she has her army in it. That's what I said last week too. I think was that because I had felt that they were going, they might burn her. I said that, and and this kind of wasn't exactly what I said, but it was it had the same effect. It's like would they burn her, and then everyone see that she can't be burned, so they would rally to her, and they did it in a really smart, clever way of just like, oh, I've gotten rid of the leaders. Now you're my subject. I am the new Khaleesi, Kalasar, or whatever. Which right. again, it makes so even more sense because the Dothraki respect the power, right? Like they respect. You know who who's the strongest strength uh, that, that right. strength um, and 
so that it's even more like from if we're talking about good writing, um, really good writing there. Also love that, you know, I think maybe a lot of people expected maybe, you know, Dragon would come and save her again. No, she did it herself, which I thought was another really cool part of that. Right. Um, but yeah, she did it herself. She didn't rely on dragons. She didn't rely yeah. on an army of unsullied. She did it herself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was cool. It was really, really cool. Awesome, awesome. Close. Was, what was it? Was the perfect way to do it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's no better way. Uh, there's no out of the possible ways to pull it off. I thought that was definitely the best way. Um. All right. So that closes out the episode. Uh, now it's time to get into what happens in the book stays in the book, uh, where Nick goes through things in the episode that nope. Uh, nope. were featured in the book, but maybe there's not much today. But he has something at least a millisecond. No phone calls. No phone calls. No phone calls. So if people want to send in their what, thoughts. What are, you, what are you people out there doing? Um, you yeah. can do so at 385-309-0311. Uh, call anytime or email us at lostpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll read or listen to your feedback on the show and discuss it live. Well, you'll be hearing it later, but we'll be talking about it live on the show. And we won't make fun of you. We promise. Much. Um, but uh, let's <laughs> let's get into what happens in the book stays in the book. Yeah, sure. There's not a lot um, with this one because the only thing, the only things with the books left are Arya, Sam, and little tidbits here and there uh, with Jamie and some other characters. But uh, there's a little short one, like with Marine, like Tyrion's intentions to negotiate with the Masters was actually done by Histar, the uh, the guy that Danny was marrying, but then got killed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, he did that in the books, and they didn't come to Marine. He actually went to them. And he actually allowed for slavery to just endure forever. So I, I kind of like what they did here in the show a little bit better. Because uh, it, it was more Tyrion style of just negotiating. Yeah. Uh, but the, the only thing that's really of note that's, is, is it has to do with the, uh, the pink letter, Ramsey's letter. Because like we, as you said, Jay, uh, this letter arrived before John is killed or stabbed. In book five, and the the reason why one of the main reasons why John gets killed is not because the wildlings are beneath the wall. It's because John decides to go down and uh, take on the Boltons with the wildlings and the Night's Watch, which that is abandoning his vows because they're not supposed to partake in battles of the the realms or, or of, of oh. things to the south. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why they killed him. But the other thing that the thing that's really a more interesting note note though is a lot of people don't believe that the pink letter was written by Ramsey Bolton in the books. Uh, in the show, they've kind of shown it straightforward that it was written by Ramsey. But I'll get to that in a second with the show. But with the books, uh, he makes similar demands, but it's more, uh, let's see here. It says, uh, I claim he claims to kill Stannis, which Stannis is already done on the show. Uh, he claims that he holds Mance Raider, which on the show they've killed Mance, but Rant, Mance is still alive in the books. Uh, and that he demands that John deliver Jane Poole, which is supposed to be Arya. He also he demands Theon back, Melisandre, Selyse, and Shireen, who are still alive, as well as Mance's baby, which is actually uh, uh, Gilly's baby. But what's, yeah, 
But what's crazy about it is, and it's kind of the same thing, is the wording of the letter is what makes it interesting. Is If you guys remember, even in the show, he kept saying, come see Bastard, and he kept calling him Bastard. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ramsey was a bastard, and he knows how hurtful that word is, and he doesn't like to even be called it himself. So it's kind of out of character for Ramsey to say that. Uh, and also... Every letter in the show and in the book, if you've noticed, what does Ramsey send with letters? He usually sends a little bit of flesh because he's a flare. Right. There was no flesh in this letter. Uh, so it's, it's just one of those things that people have kind of debated, like who really wrote this letter. So for the show's reasons, I could see, I could see Littlefinger writing it to kind of taunt John to helping or making another mistake maybe he wants to kill Sansa maybe he wants to kill John yeah it could be anybody really that wrote it on the show but most likely Ramsey wrote it on the show but yeah why because um, why, why would he because he would you're right he would send some kind of flesh he would send some kind of body part or like a piece like of Rickon or something like that I would think yeah exactly why wouldn't he send Rickon's ear or something or a finger uh, finger it's, yeah exactly it's 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 uncharacteristic for him not to or do the, that to or prove the, or that the, he actually or the has. dire or the dire wolf, right? Something like that. Uh, in the I show, though, I mean the books. <laughs> um, but in the it's because of the books. That's why this is called the pink letter theory. If anybody wants to look it up, uh, if you're out there, book readers, um, and obviously you are if you're listening to this part. Um, but in the books, a lot of people think it's Mance Raider because Mance Raider's still alive. He wants to go down uh, to Winterfell to retrieve a horn, which is a they might get to that in the show, they might not. And if you look at the the, the wording of it, he says like you know I you we have killed your false king. Ramsay would not care about uh, Stannis being the king because he doesn't even care about who Stannis is. And there's like you just have to know the wording of it. So it's just one of those things like it's a debate who wrote this letter. And I think they're kind of trying to do that, I think, in the show, too, because we'll find out, though. Interesting. Now that's that's really like a uh, just adds more. I guess it shows you the subtlety in which George R.R. R. writes the books versus the TV show is probably a little bit more direct. Um, exactly. Uh, and I get why they do it on the TV show, because, I mean, the subtlety may be just harder to do when it's visual. Versus well, that the, the, well, the book is how many pages? Ten like billion. Each one of them, yeah. Each book. Uh, there's some that are under a thousand. There's some that are over a thousand. So it's easy just to say a thousand pages for each book. And the episode's what fifty minutes. So right, fifty-two. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's actually a couple of really long theories out there, and I could talk to you about the pink letter theory, but it would be another episode <laughs> to itself. So if anybody's just really curious, just Google pink letter theory, and and you can read all about it. Nice. Awesome. Uh, oh, so yeah, and I already talked about that. So oh, you did? we're good. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, uh, you always say, like, well, there's not much stuff, but you always bring up something very interesting and very, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, has me really intrigued and, and, and enjoying it. Um, so thank you again for another fantastic. And what happens you, in the book stays in the book. And if you keep Jay's interest this long, <laughs> that's doing something, Nick. Good job. Exactly. <laughs> usually, usually Jay's off sleeping at this point. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that will wrap up this week's Game of Thrones with Jay, Jack, and Nick. Again, if you'd like to send in your feedback to discuss here, we have a fantastical expert that is 
has at least somewhat decent thank, enough internet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, don't have to be bragging about it. I got it. <laughs> but uh, uh, Nick, uh, thank you again. Uh, you can give us a call at 385-309-0311. Calling time. And you can also send us an email to lostpodcasts at gmail.com. If you've liked Nick on this show, he is also one of our guest hosts on The Married Man Show, which we're going to be recording after this one. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, we have a rotating and, cast and, of four and, guest hosts. And if you don't like him, listen anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> send an hate mail to The Married Man when Nick's on. It'll be great. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, check him out there. Um, that will do it for this week's week, uh, episode. We want to thank uh, Eckhart Richter, Tack from Tokyo, and Brad from Chicago for contributing a significant amount over at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Jack. If you would like to become a patron today, you can. Just go to janejack.com, become a patron. We have a full list of all of our patrons there. $1 or $500, whatever you can contribute, it helps make these a, shows a million, possible. A million dollars. We, we wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, all right, guys, that will do it. We'll see you next week for... The fifth episode, already halfway through this season. Man, time uh, flies. It, it goes, uh, Game of Thrones has to be the fast. It, it goes so fast. Well, the episodes like, are not necessarily the pacing. Well, but not, this... No, but no, I'm, I'm talking about because you wait for nine months for it to get here. And it's like, is it over already? Yeah. It, it's just one of those shows that you can't wait. for because Maybe because all the episodes to me are, are good episodes. That there's no drag to me. There's no drag in them. It's like I, Deadwood I, when we watch it. It's like, wait, there's only three episodes left. It just came back. No. Yeah, exactly. We see the same thing with Deadwood. But um, I'm uh, already complaining. I get six episodes left. I'm already complaining. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, until next time. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. <laughs>